Hey, Amy, what's up? We got a chance to visit Alex's hometown, Wainwright, and it just made me think about our hometowns. Do you have a story, Alex, about Wainwright that you can share with us? Okay, well, this isn't necessarily like about Wainwright specifically, not like Wainwright folklore, but um, I was just thinking about things that I loved and a memory I loved in Wainwright. My really good friend, Nick, I just love telling our like story of how we became friends. And then on Halloween, he dressed up as Ash Ketchum from Pokemon and like oh, yeah. nailed the costume. Nice. And I was spiky like, hair. So I was like, I want to be friends with this guy. I was like, hey, let's go skating. Um, I went to go pick him up and I was just so nervous because there's a bunch of people I didn't super know. I like backed my Jeep up and I just hear a crunch. Oh no. I was like, oh my God, what was that? And Nick was like, I, th- I think that's my car. <gasps> yeah. And so I was like, oh no, we have to go look at it. And he's like, no, 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 drive. I want to go skating. So <laughs> it's a hit and run. Just go, go, go. <laughs> he's like, go. And so I'm driving silently crying to the ice rink. <laughs> So then we checked it when we got back and it was, it was fine. But then I had to like go tell my dad and then he had to phone like Nick's stepdad. And like, they talked on the phone the next day and they were checking out the car and it was okay. So no damage was done. And I was like, I totally ruined my chance to become best friends with Nick. Like this is not going to happen. So I made him a burn CD. It was For those of you that don't <laughs> know what that is, it's where you download music and then you burn it on a CD-ROM. And hey, I'm still the era of mixtapes. So <laughs> that's true. I didn't, I made burn CDs, not mixtapes. Anyway, so I gave it to him and it was like, I hope you don't hate me. Um, like, please enjoy this CD. And it was such a, such a great jam. And we've been really good friends ever since. And when I think of Wainwright, I think of my friends. I think of driving around singing Marianne's Trench. I think of skating and tobogganing. Like these things that we did all over Wainwright, you know, like, and I, yeah. I think of Nick too. And I think about how far I'm going to park from you in the future. (laughs) (laughs) One time. Well, a story from my hometown, when I was thinking about it, I was trying to think what's iconic about Pinocchio. And I was thinking about the Pinocchio Stampede grounds. Similar to you, I was hanging out with a friend that I had just newly became friends with. And we decided we were in grade 11 that we were going to go to this house party. And it was in the middle of winter. I'm pretty sure it was like February. Bundled up in our snowsuits, the sexiest kind of parties. <laughs> and it was an outdoor fire. We were driving around and the weather turned just south. It was just blizzarding. The roads and the highways were so bad. And we're messaging our friends. Where is this? We're trying to find this location. She's driving. And after they had phones when you were in school? <laughs> yeah, I said mixtape error. Not <laughs> smartphones, people. It was my old flip phone. Wow. We went to the Pinocchio Stampede grounds, did all the tobogganing. We had so much fun. And then after we were like, we should probably leave our marks so people know we were here. And she's like, what do you have in mind? And I was like, let's stomp out a word in the snow because it's right beside the highway going through Pinocchio. And she's like, sure. We stomped out the only words that a grade 11 kids could think of, and it was penis. And it was massive and huge. And I think we took a picture on our non-smartphones of it because oh we thought gosh. we were being hilarious. And that was our our little start of our friendship. And we are also, like you and Nick, still friends to this day. So, so beautiful. <laughs> it all started with a, a big stomp out of a penis. So. Oh I don't like that catchphrase. (laughs) So in this episode, I'm so excited. We have a special guest from my hometown, Wainwright, 
I'm Lindsay, and we're going to talk a little bit, some nostalgic things, and then also talking about where he's at now, which is really exciting. And most of you know, as listeners, he is bumping into that country music world. And we just wanted to talk to someone who is following their passions. Yeah, he's a great interview. Ladies, you're going to love his voice. It's just and as- men. Yeah, ladies and men. Because and, and everyone in between. Yes. <laughs> You're gonna love his voice. Not only obviously he's a singer, but his podcast voice came through excellent. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So welcome to our episode of Small Town Not Small Minds. Today we have special guest Ryan Lindsay on Woo! our podcast. Yeah, it's so <laughs> exciting. So Ryan and I went through elementary high school together and some university, but you may know him uh, now as a country singer. He's released two EPs, Wild and Ride. Amy, what's your favorite Ryan Lindsay song? Well, I feel like everyone loves Wild. That's what the, the jam go to. But I also love Ain't We. Okay. I really like that song. Yeah, we were just pre-jamming to some Ryan. And I also, Wild is my favorite. I do love that one. But I also like Better Now a lot. Um, oh, thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited to have you on here um, and just kind of talk a little bit about your, your journey and uh, your inspirations. We're going to start off with how you and I know each other, Ryan. So I was hoping yeah. we could like share a memory of anything we had together. And I'll go first to give you some like time to think. Okay, in my head. let's do it. <laughs> I remember in grade four, it was school pictures and you, your mom like made you give a school picture to me, but you were like embarrassed to give it to me. You're like, like here, here's my school picture. My mom said to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I just was like, okay. Uh-huh. And I have a school I was a little, I was so nervous. High. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many school pictures of you, Ryan. That was so bad. That's right. I probably have your school pictures still. So just kicking around somewhere with a little note on the back. That's yeah. awesome. Do kids still do that these days? Oh, yeah. Like, is that, okay. Yeah. yeah and pictures. teachers get free, like you get a free one as a teacher. So I still be uh, handing yeah. out my, my pictures, my trading my, cards. My collector cards. Yeah. <laughs> my first flashback of memories with you as a kid was like going out to your place and playing hide and go seek uh behind the hay bales or something like that we were like hiding behind the hay bales and yes and you had a lot of cats i remember we <laughs> <You> did we <laughs> had a lot of cats yeah you guys still maybe have a lot of cats at the uh at the we place we don't are have a place? lot of cats we have a lot of goats now oh a lot of goats i did see cat food in the garage we have like there's wild cats that come around and my mom feeds them. <laughs> oh, I was wondering that too because I was like I haven't seen any cats. So my I, folks are still just outside of Wainwright as well. They're they're still uh, they're still living out there. So it's pretty nice to be able to go home and and visit that you know the old stomping grounds. I know. Yeah, and it was nice <laughs> to bring Amy too and kind of share share my childhood. Oh, that's so cool. This was my first time touring Wainwright. I got to see the base and the buffalo, the largest buffalo in Canada. Mm-hmm. And even they have the wild park where the buffalo roam. And that was really cool too for like tourism for the countryside out here. So that was really neat to see. It's an incredible place. Like Wainwright, Wainwright is so awesome. And sometimes when you grow up in a small town, you, you don't think that all the time. And sometimes it takes kind of going away and seeing the world a little bit to kind of realize that that home is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Because Amy had asked me, because I'm, I call Stetler home now too. And she was like, compare the two, like, which is better? And it, I was, it's hard because I love Stetler, but Wainwright's my hometown. And I can't, like, I can't compare the two for me. Because there's just yeah. a different feeling with your hometown. 
I mean, that Trussell Bridge, the lookout, I was like, I need to come back and see this at a different season because it was gorgeous. And we caught it right as the train was going by. Beautiful. So really, really good. You kind of mentioned this already, but we ask all our guests this. What is the most small town thing about you? Okay. What do you guys think? I love to compare all the slogans that small towns come up with. So right now, Stetler is the heart of Alberta. Pinoka, my hometown, is keeping it real. And Wainwrights, we just looked up this morning, is... We welcome you. We welcome you. <laughs> so We welcome you. Yeah. That's our slogan. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's the most small town Canadian slogan ever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very uncontroversial. <laughs> yeah exactly we very welcoming you. very yeah. open <laughs> yes, yes um, very welcoming open space in case anybody is wondering yeah. exactly I don't know what the most small town thing about me is one thing about being in the country music industry that was kind of funny first coming into the scene was that I, I quickly realized there's not that many people doing country music with country roots you know it it is a shifting genre that's been kind of urbanized a little bit. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, it's, it's really cool. It's a really wide genre and there's a lot of influences coming in from all over the place, but I just kind of found like, Oh, that's my angle. I'm kind of that that small town guy. I spent some time as a wilderness guide too after high school and, you know, summers through university, I, I guided in the mountains and and up North in, in the Arctic a little bit. And, so I kind of am bringing all those kind of country elements together from being a small town and being a wilderness guide into my music. I never knew it would be a unique thing to being a country singer. <laughs> you know, that was kind of shocking to me. That's shocking <laughs> to me right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just learning it. <laughs> That's funny. I kind of bring my own element into it. And, and I, the biggest thing for me when it comes to my, my writing and my music is I'm just trying to be really transparent and I'm trying not to write to pander to people. And then I just kind of hope that that's going to resonate with people. (laughs) I can't go grocery shopping without running into someone I know. Like that just, that is, that's a common small town. Oh yeah. Especially (laughs) being a teacher, you run into people constantly and you are like a celebrity to your students. They're like, oh my gosh, like you left the school. Like you have a real life. Yeah. The kids (laughs) literally think we sleep under our desks. So when they see you in public, they're like, (gasps) Smith? What are you doing here? I thought you only live at the school full time. You're like, uh, yeah, I need food. <laughs> that probably happens to you. Do you get that when you come back to your hometown, especially? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, my hometown, like Wainwright's been incredibly supportive of my music. So I'm super fortunate for that. You know, they're just right behind me every step of the way. So, and it's been a great way to kind of keep in touch with with the community. I, I went there for my wild album release and we sold out the show and, you know, we stayed well after the show and tried to chat with everybody afterwards at the merch table. And it's just so nice to kind of maintain that, that connection. And I don't think this is a little known fact of me. I, I'm not a huge country music fan. Honestly, that's not like the, the genre I listen to, but when I she saw- She still likes wild though. I do. I genuinely <laughs> do like wild. But when I got to see you in Lacombe, that was so cool for me because I haven't seen you in years and it was just 
what was exciting for me more than anything was like seeing someone I knew from my childhood, like going for it and following what they loved. Like it was like my favorite thing to see. And I remember even telling my mom, I was like, this was so cool because we, we both don't listen to country. I was like, you will really <laughs> like it. I was like, mom, you need to go see Ryan because it's cool. Like it's cool to see someone, you know, doing what they love. How did you even decide to pursue music in the first place? It was a really gradual kind of shift to, to get to the point where I realized that this was my thing. And, but kind of looking back, I've kind of realized that I was always in it in some way. I learned guitar at a very young age and we always had country music on in the house. There was a radio in the kitchen and the local country station was on. That was just a big part of the household and uh, a big part of my life. And I remember learning Johnny Cash songs on the guitar when I was like 10 years old. And so that kind of like was the, the first time I, I kind of started to think about being a musician, but you know, you don't necessarily think about it as a career at, at that age. You know, you think about, Oh, I want to be a firefighter or I want to be a, <laughs> a superhero. <laughs> the, the things that, that you, that everybody does. Um, yeah. And then when I was 18, then I started playing in a bar band in college first thing in the morning until we went to bed. We were called the River Jacks and they're still around now. They still play. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. We did corporate events and bars and all sorts of stuff. Did a lot of, we were mostly country and that kind of just cut my teeth in being a professional in, in the country music scene. And then, yeah, I was guiding during the summers and it was kind of hard to do both. So there was a period where I kind of left that project and I was focusing on guiding for a while and thought that's what I was going to pursue. And I started writing about that, just kind of writing my own songs. And then I got to a point where I just felt like I, I, I want to cut these songs. I want to record an album. So I started getting in the studio. And by the time I had finished recording that project, I had launched my career. Like it just took me on this huge journey. By the end of the year, following the, the release of Wild, I was doing music full time and it just kind of became my, my path. And, and this is kind of what I'm, I'm going for now. And you, it's funny, you know, you look back on all those little steps that, that lead up to it. And it's kind of like, oh man, it, it, this, that all added up. All those little things that maybe didn't make a lot of sense at the time do, do culminate into kind of what's going on now. Oh, I was going to say, because you are forgetting to mention one of my favorite high school bands, Third Sky. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I had, I totally skipped part of the story, which is that, yeah, I had a, an acoustic project in high school with my friend Gavin. And yeah, we were just an acoustic duo. We called ourselves Third Sky. Uh, I don't know where we, we thought that was cool name trippy um, i thought it was cool too <laughs> it, yeah it, it was it was cool it was a neat project at the time and we even recorded an album in my buddy's basement and stuff on a little mac that we got and we learned how to use garage band and like mm -hmm. record, <laughs> recorded the album on garage band i have and, a cd we listened to jenny the other day 
Are you on Spotify? Yeah, yeah, I think it's on Spotify. We yeah, yeah. It's probably like twenty of those albums floating around. Like we didn't, <laughs> we didn't cut many of them, right? So that's cool. <laughs> I remember because I, I you performed at the um, talent show, and I was like, "This is so good! Like I need a CD." <laughs> yeah, once upon a time, Third Sky won Wainwright's Got Talent. We that's true. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So, so you're basically saying like you you kind of had all these pre-steps leading you in this pathway and then it's a kind of open to opportunities that are you're still in pursuit of right now as well yeah exactly like all roads have, have kind of led to here uh, yeah. degree in outdoor education I was really pursuing guiding hard and mm-hmm. and then as my life started to take a turn into music it's kind of like how's that fitting together but but it did because it inspires my writing and everything Absolutely. else so all that kind of plays into what I'm doing now you you mentioned guiding and um I, I like to I'm pretty outdoorsy but are you talking in terms of hunting or is this like trails hiking? My thing was, yeah my thing was um my passion was extended backcountry stuff so we would do uh canoe trips raft trips hiking trips you know 12 to 14 day you wow. know fairly long stints in the backcountry and and uh that's that's what I love. There were some summers I, I spent more time sleeping on the ground than in a bed. So, <laughs> wow, I think I, you'd be into that. Yeah, well, I, I think I would too. I just always like my thing is like the shower aspect. Like, how do you stay clean when you're paddling or like hiking? You're just sweating all the time. I love I love being outdoors. I could be outdoors twenty four seven. But yeah. it's like it's like the like hygiene. I'm like, do you just get over that hump and then you're just like, this is me now. Oh, I mean. <laughs> Hiking is a little more challenging sometimes, but I mean, when you're paddling, if you're rafting or canoeing, I mean, there's a river right there. Yeah. yeah. So you can clean up every it's night off. if you want. It's cold, but you know, you can definitely. 20 second shower. <laughs> if you want to stay fresh, it's right there. So. Okay. <laughs> That's a trick. I guess. Yeah. Cause like hiking, I like usually after a long hike, like I, I love that, but I'm like, give me a hot shower, <laughs> like just sweaty and gross. But I got to say like, that was always the, the thing after a long trip, like getting back, having a hot shower and having a shower beer, you know? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh. Ooh, like, is like, I write fiction quite a bit. How do you song? Tell me. See, you write your own songs as well. Everything that you've cut on your records. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I'm a writer and an artist, you know, not all artists are songwriters. And my, my writing process is generally quite collaborative. I do write a lot of songs on my own as well. And, and I do have some songs on, on my two albums that, that I wrote myself, but the majority of them I wrote with other songwriters. So I'll, I'll often kind of get a, an idea half developed and then I'll bring it into a, a room with somebody and I'll go, hey, you know, here's this new idea I've got that I've been thinking of. I've, I've got a chorus or I've got a line or or maybe I just have a vibe. Maybe I just have kind of riff off that. Yeah. yeah, so that's cool. Country music is very collaborative. You'll see most songs now, especially in popular music. And this is out before songwriters on songs now. It's just becoming more and more collaborative. Mm hmm. So then- here's a good question for you. The music industry is a very tough 
one to break into. So as many things that you were doing leading up to getting to the point that you are now, I'm sure it's not all roses and delights along the way. I'm sure there's a lot of adversity. So how did you overcome different points of adversity in this industry that can be so demanding? And yeah, I actually got, I got a trade coming out of college. I wanted to get into music. And so I went into electrical and actually got my ticket as a way to support music. So early on, yeah, there was all investment and really not a lot coming back in. And at at one point, uh, coins started to flip a little bit for me, which was really nice. And that's where I made the transition to doing music full time. But I mean, even now, like it's really the lot of effort into music that I'm not necessarily getting back right away. But for me, it's, it's rewarding because this is, this is what I feel I'm supposed to be doing. So I think that success of my career, I always tell this to people like two things. I met really great people, really great mentors and people that took me under their wing and showed me things and pushed me. Other has been just like dumb luck. Like I've just like found myself in situations that are just kind of luck. And I think those two things plus your like perseverance though. Like you can't set aside like your own motivation and stuff too because luck and mentors only go so far if you're not motivated to follow it, right? You do like have I, to think you do have to spend some hard time when when you're doing when you're pursuing something like this that's so competitive. There are a ton of exceptionally talented artists and writers out there. So and how you stand out. out too, right? Like when you, like I said, I, I think it's a really tough industry to break into and, and yeah. that, and that can complicate things. And the competition is so high and what sets you aside differently? Like you're asking yourself this all the time so that you can continue yeah. to walk on that. Great. You brought that up actually, because that's a, in, in something like this, where your name and you know, you are the brand. It's kind of unique that way. It's really easy to get really in your head about that. Like, oh, I got to make myself into something that Mm -hmm. people will like instead of just being yourself. And I've taken that approach where I'm like, I'm just going to try to make sure that the Ryan Lindsay you talk to on the podcast and the Ryan Lindsay you meet at the merch table is the same Ryan Lindsay that you see on stage and the same one you see on social media. And at the local grocery store. Yeah, I I don't need to. (laughs) I don't need to think it's really important that surround yourself by people that are willing to have honest conversations with you, you know, and we all, we all need things that ground us and humble yeah. us. Like that's mm-hmm. so important for everyone, you know, a reminder of like where we came from too. Like I know even as an adult going back home to my parents, it's such a humbling experience on in itself. Like, is, it's, you know, yeah, you're building up this public image, but it's just a skill, you know, it's nothing, uh, it's not like anything that grandiose. You're not like Hannah Montana versus Miley Cyrus. You're not like <laughs> two people, one thing. <laughs> I like that too, like finding inspiration from others, no matter what, like whether it's your grandparents in Wainwright or it's an artist that's like really hitting big charts, you know, just finding that inspiration within individuals is yeah. key. For and sure. making sure that I'm getting back to the things that ground me. That's that's actually what Better Now is all about. That song that you mentioned, Alex, that yeah. that is that song. It's all about man, backcountry trips and going back home and spending time with my family and like all those things that really 
remind me of who I am and where I came from, it's super important. I don't know the cool. Well, we want to know what are your future goals, whether they're music or non-music related, and where do you see yourself going forward from here? I'm I'm just gonna keep uh, keep at it. Like I I'm not going anywhere. If the pandemic wasn't enough of a test, wait, you're not going anywhere physically right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> not going anywhere right now. But I'm not going anywhere outside of the genre either. And yeah, just keeping at it and and trying to find new ways to to get re-inspired in in what I'm doing. And I'm so excited to getting the show back on the road. We want you to come to our our hometown too. Yes, come to yes. Stetler if you can. I'm ready for it. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to be part of that. That's great. And we'll have to get you on a backcountry trip as well. Like, oh my, you know, yeah, let's do it. Small Minds Backcountry Edition. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. One near water, obviously, because Shower McGee over here. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is awesome. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me everywhere. Just type in my name. You'll find me on there. Uh, my handles Lindsay. even TikTok. Even I'm on TikTok. I'm I'm on all the things. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to be modern and hip. So yeah. You know. What is something you want to give our listeners to let them know, like they can follow their dreams and passions and like really go for it? I really want to leave the audience listening right now with just the the message that I tried to kind of put out with my album. You know, it's so easy to get focused on the destination and you, you know we're on this journey in life enjoy that ride enjoy that that journey along the way so yeah. um that's kind of my my message that i've been trying to put out to people for inspiration and and it's something that's really driven me you know don't don't forget to take a just take a look around notice stuff and appreciate it instead of just kind of zooming through life because as we all know it moves so fast. Yeah. And also 10-year high school reunion. Our 10-year <laughs> high school reunion is coming up. I'm so stoked about that. Me too, but I'm also Get a little bit slower. Again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it's so... I can't believe it's been 10 years. Yeah, that's... Thank you so much for joining us. Like I said... You, when we started this passion project right from the beginning, your name came up and yeah, we were just, we gotta get Ryan on here. <laughs> we've had, you know, that you could take the time to meet oh. with us today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. This was awesome, you guys. And, and I'm so excited for it. It's time for Jar of Questions. I always love this time. And I kind of love pulling. Alex is pulling this week. What is your best memory in school? But Maybe we should change it. What's the first memory that comes to mind when you think of your school? It's September. We are just minding our business. It's a September? September. We haven't oh. even had a fire drill yet in this year. That's frightening. And um, we were in health class. All of a sudden, a firefighter opens the door and he says, like, what are you doing? There's a fire in here. My mind just went blank. I remember, like, my favorite sweater that my grandma gave me was on the back of my chair. Did I grab it, Amy? Nope. Nope. Because it's a fire. Because it's a fire. You leave that school. And we, <laughs> we went outside and like it was just shocking because you're kind of used to the teacher saying like, okay, we have a drill later today. Mm -hmm. um, At 2 p.m. Exactly. But <laughs> that, time. Right? that wasn't the case. We were just like manually evacuated. The fire alarms didn't go off. 
and so they had to evacuate the school and everyone was safe but I mean we like we watched our school burn down these are some standout things from that I remember I was wearing a shirt with a daisy on it I remember my favorite sweater favorite shoes and my favorite rock burned I remember I had like a walking partner to we had went to the Elks Hall to like have a place to gather so our parents could pick us up and my I wasn't crying at all I think I was just like in shock yeah my partner was like holding my hand so tight that my fingers were purple and she kept saying like it's okay Alex it's okay you don't have to cry and I was like I'm not crying and she kept telling me not to cry and she was sobbing 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 like holding my hands don't cry Alex don't cry it's okay and I was like I'm fine you're like you're supporting your (laughs) elf member (laughs) like you're "You're okay it's okay (laughs) you'll be fine and then we went on school at the base for a year. And I remember like... Yeah, um, Wainwright has an army base. Yes, Amy came to the army mm-hmm. base this weekend. All surrounding schools and towns donated so much stuff. Like my backpack, lunch kit, books, everything. And it was really cool because they signed their names and what school they were from. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, all of our school supplies that we got was signed by people in the surrounding areas. Yeah, it was like a bit. It was a big event. Yeah, that sounds more traumatic than anything. Yeah, it was not the best memory, (laughs) but it is a memory. It was the memory that came. Yes. Yeah, reading that, I was thinking too, I mean, we have lots of great memories, but I don't know, when you pull that jar of question out, my first memory actually went to this poor guy in grade seven, and he had younger siblings. In our school, like junior high had different holidays than the elementary, but I was thinking about this poor, poor grade sevener. And how it was elementary pajama day. His mom made him dress up in pajamas. So he was the only kid in our class wearing pajamas. Oh, no. Yeah. So things just got worse for him. It was also nacho day. He bites into his first nacho piece. And I kid you not, a piece of the nacho flings up and rotates and gets into his eye. What? Yeah. Like a little clipping of nachos entered his eye. It's his breaking point. He starts crying and they just feel bad for him. The poor, the poor guy. They oh phone his dad and his dad was in a business conference and left work and came because they were like, like, he's having a rough day. Like, you better just come. You know what? Just take him home kind of thing. These are not our best memories, but they definitely were our instant ones that came up from our schools in our hometowns. So thanks for asking. We'll turn it to you. Do you have any traumatic or, <laughs> or, or, good. or funny memories from your childhood school? 